Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Auto Trader podcast. My name is George Mini, and I'm joined by none other than Wandile Sishi, but we have somebody else in the studio with us. And uh, um, I'd like to welcome back Greg Maraszewski. How are you, Greg? Good afternoon. Good to be back. Yes, good to be back. And we were just talking before the show that uh, the last time we did this with the Volvo XC90, mm-hmm. um, the show did very, very well. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people are interested in in what Volvo has to offer. So we're going to give them what they want. Glad to hear that. Looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, um, in today's episode, the Volvo XC40 P8 Recharge, which we have in the studio with us today, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, um, the CEO of uh, uh, Volvo South Africa, and uh, we're going to talk mainly about the XC40 P8 recharge, yeah. but also about Volvo's future plans. Um, so uh, getting right into it, Greg, um, and I did pronounce Muraszewski right, right? Good. Very good, yeah. Very good. <laughs> Lots of practice at nights <laughs> in the mirror. Well, I knew it was happening today, so it was like Maraszewski, Maraszewski. So, you know, um, no, I'm only kidding. I, I, I think I got it from last time. Greg, Greg schooled me. So giving you giving us a little bit of background uh, about uh, who Greg is. Um how did you how did you end up at Volvo? Sure. That was 22 years ago, I think. Wow. Um I used to work for a company called Wheels of Africa. Yeah. Some of you might remember with Billy Reitbach. And then one thing led to another and I landed up with the private importer of Volvo cars. And then when Volvo opened up the subsidiary here in 2000, I joined that and that's how it started. Did you join at the top of the ranks or did you I joined in finance, so I was the okay. finance director when I joined. Mm-hmm. And then um, I moved with finance to Dubai, and I took over as the MD in Dubai, and then went through a couple of other countries as the MD, and landed back in South Africa in 2015. Yeah, very interesting. So you've just been in and out of, of South Africa. This is kind of your second home at this point. Well, I, I was out for, I think it was 14 years, and okay. came back in 15 years. Okay. It's, it's funny how many accountants run the world. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of a theme hey? at this point, yeah. Because I used to be an accountant as well. I think I told you the last time. <laughs> it's, um, you know, and uh, uh, it's funny how it's either, it's either accountants yeah. or it's marketing people. Yeah. Or it's engineers. I'd like to think I wasn't a normal accountant. Yeah, me either. Don't worry. That's why I'm like, I'm putting myself in the same camp as you. I wasn't normal. I don't, I don't think I'm normal still. <laughs> yeah, I think there are some... Um, some Positions, which are, I think it's a very good background to, yes. to have the I think so. Background. A lot of understanding yeah. of the business <clears throat> yeah. and like people relations, I think, comes from there. So, well, your CFO can't probably will have your eyes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not that she should. Um, so, uh, so before we kick off, a couple of quick fire questions, Greg. Um, and, uh, you know, if you could answer these <clears throat> with whatever comes to mind. Um, what is the most interesting job you've ever had? I would have to say it's this one. Probably the most challenging, yeah. Okay, okay. Book or movie? Movie. Movie. In terms of uh, holiday, bush or beach? Bush. Um, and when did you become MD of Volvo South Africa? It was August 2015. 2015. And in terms of car, ice, battery, electric or hybrid? I would have to say electric now. I think last time I said plug-in hybrid. You did. You did, yeah. <laughs> you did. Changed my mind. <laughs> battery electric after he's driven these. And then what was your first car? It was Ford Escort XR3. I remember that discussion, one. yes. Yeah. I remember the Ford Escorts. We must be of similar age, I think. I'm not going to reveal yours or mine. I don't, I don't even know what car that is, so, you know. Ford Escort. I mean, XR3. I've seen it in pictures, but I've never, like, experienced it. From the start. Yeah, you have. <laughs> have yeah. I? <laughs> that, that, that's like having a Golf 1 GTR. Okay. 
Okay, um, I'll take your word for it. I think a friend of mine had that one. It was a competition. Yes. Mm. All 71 kilowatts. All 71, yes, true. Now we've got 300. Um, and then what is your current car? The XE90 T8, the plug-in hybrid. Nice, nice. But you, um, might, just go, you might just get converted to... You know, if we had enough stock of that, yeah. yeah. Well, you said the same thing last time because, uh, you know, uh, um, the XC90, um, at that time, I don't think there were many of them. Um, and uh, and I asked you, are you going to drive one of these every day? And, uh, you know, you had the same answer. It's like there's just not enough of them. Yeah, so the T8, I mean, is a surplus? Probably not, but there's always extra one. Mm. But the the recharge cars at the moment, they're very scarce. So we've sold everything that we had. Yeah. And um, you have to take one when the customers are waiting. It's not the right thing to do. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There's, you know, the CEO doing the right thing, putting the customer first, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, not driving what he wants to drive. I think, um, I think, uh, I think he's going to end up in an EV though. But we'll find out. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we just heard it first. You know, yes, he's exactly. being converted slowly but surely. So, so what Greg makes this um, Volvo EV so different? The um, XC40 P8 recharge. What makes it so different from other electric vehicles? Oh, I think you know, just the fact that it's electric you know, compared to the ICE cars that we're so used to, um, it's a totally different yeah. different car, different engineering. Um, you know, the driving a battery car, it's, it's so different. You, know, you get instantaneous power, you get a lot of power. Um, it's very quick off the mark. So it's, I think you have to experience it because you can hear about it, you can read about it until you drive it. Um, yeah. Until you get that smile on your face, it's and so literally you haven't stopped smiling since you walked in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, exactly. I mean, um, <clears throat> we were we were somewhere with the team uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, 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 somebody somebody said that uh, what you lose in exhaust noise, right, frees up your senses to really appreciate the car's talk, because mm. you know your senses are only you got so many of them. And yeah. we often associate speed and sound, um, and uh, and in, in an electric car, it's, it's it's speed and sound are not correlated. Yeah. And I think it's something to get used to. Yeah. Because obviously, with no engine sound, you do pick up the the road noise, the the wind noise. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then you just turn the radio up higher. Yes. But it is, you know, it's just so unexpected that you got this acceleration that almost you know, pushes you back into your seat. Yeah. And you don't hear anything. I mean, last time you, when you came here, you spoke about the T8 and how quick the acceleration was. You said that was your most you know the most exciting part of the vehicle i mean this must be change my mind this one is <laughs> <laughs> the speed it's of this half order. a second quicker yeah. on paper but it feels so much quicker because it's instantaneous yeah and it just carries on going it doesn't change gears it just carries on yeah, yeah. going and going and going until the end yeah. 120 well the torque curve is so steep right yeah in an, in an ev yeah um so what is the range of this uh, xc40 wltp it's 418 418. And, uh, you know, in terms of WLTP, I mean, we'll know WLTP is really kind of free rolling test without any rolling resistance or, um, or drag. Um, and, and they never really, no, no EV gets to the WLTP number. I mean, we know that. So it's no criticism on, on Volvo at all. Um, you know, what, what do you think the real world range of this XC40 is? I think it depends how you drive because, you know, with a petrol car, the more highway you do, the, the better fuel consumption is with the electric mm. car. It's the total opposite. opposite. The slower you go, the city driving is probably more efficient. Not probably, it is more efficient than highway driving. Yeah. So I would say probably mid 300s is is fair. Yeah, um, something to, to check out. We you know, cars are still fresh in the country. Yeah, so we haven't had a chance to, to drive it all that much. 
I think yeah, the three hundreds. Um, we'll see. Which is definitely more than you need on any daily basis for anybody, really. Yeah. I think yeah, Monday to Friday when you're driving to the mm. office, to shops, to school, whatever you're doing, it's perfect. It's fine. Um, it does require a bit of planning when you do long distances. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to the bush, you know, 300, 400 kilometers, you'll probably get there. Just got to make sure that you can charge. Can charge somewhere to come back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like. I've done a couple of long trips now in different EVs. Um, not to the bush. I must be honest. Mm. Gone there. Um, mainly down our main highways, and I haven't had a problem at all. Um, uh, you know, at, at three hundred and fifty kilometers, the furthest charger that I've ever driven to was two hundred. I think just over two hundred and twenty kilometers away. Yeah. Um, and between the cars stops. between stops, yeah, yeah. and uh, and the cars make it there easily. Yeah, I think most of the infrastructure is every two hundred plus minus kilometers yes. going to Durban, going to Cape Town. Probably if you go north, it might not be like that yet. Yes, but it's expanding very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, sure. I did notice that up. Uh, you know, you, I think there's a charger in White River, uh, somewhere around there. Um, but further than that, going to the Kruger, you're not going to really find too much. And I know they are looking at all the national parks, so that's just a matter of time before. Yeah, it's, it's for it's sure. Done, yeah. No, you don't want to be stuck in a flat battery you know, at night in the Kruger Park with the lions and the elephants. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when the fir- when the car first came out, I did see that Volvo was going fully online with regards to purchasing um, the XC40. Is that something that you guys are going to be rolling out across all your vehicles, um, or is there sort of a plan just for this vehicle right now? Uh, so it was a corporate strategy to roll out the online purchase okay. for all the cars, but then for the electric cars, they can only be purchased online. Yeah, delivery still happens through the dealer, mm-hmm. uh, but the purchase happens online. I think he, I think Volvo is probably, if not the only um, OEM in South Africa right now, is doing that. It was well, BMW, I mean, it d- I depends on how far down the purchasing funnel you go, right? So, so you know, um, how does finance work? Or is it really just is it is it order and payment and then you collect? Um, how does that journey work? So I would say, depending on how you want to finance it, so with the three options, you can either rent it. You can buy it, and this applies to all the cars, not just EV. You can buy it, you can rent it, or you can finance it. If you want to buy it, basically 99% of the purchase can be done online. You select a dealer, and then you go to the dealer to sign the papers. So you configure your car first? Well, it's basically we've done that all the cars which are available locally. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to finance it, you can get the approval. If it's through Volvo Car Finance, you can mm. get the approval online, and then you go to the dealer to finalize it. And then if it's a rental option, you can do 100% online. So you submit all your papers, the approval is done wow. in the back, but then you get approval online, and then you select the dealer where you would like the uh, car to be delivered to where you can pick it up. Is that true rental, um, or is it, is, it, is, it, is it creative finance? That's a true rental. So true rental. So it's not rent to own anything? No, so there's no deposit. It's a, okay. you know, X amount of monthly payments. You select the mileage, it's 12, 24 months. I think there's a 36-month option as well now. Um, and then after that, you return the car. You return the car. So it's not even automatic. You keep the car unless you don't want it. You yeah. return the car. If you want to buy it, we can make a plan, but that will be a separate transaction. Okay. Would it be? What if you rented it, let's say, for two years, and you want to now own it? You we can, can. We can do that. So there'll be a value of the car. Okay. But it's not assumed that you will take ownership, and you have to give it back. Yeah. You give it back if you want it. That will be a separate okay. transaction. Okay. So we spoke about the XC90 at the beginning, um, the recharge. Um, so, you know, the biggest difference besides size between the XC40 and the XC90 um, in terms of battery pack and, um, and motors, what, what are they? Well, for us, for us, the recharge is anything with a cord. 
So right now, we don't have a fully electric XC90. So the Recharge XC90 is a plug-in hybrid, mm -hmm. whereas with the XC40 in South Africa, we don't have a plug-in hybrid XC40. We have the, the ice, the, the mild hybrid, and then we have the fully electric one. Okay, so 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 that is a major difference. So mm. you know, plug-in hybrid versus full battery electric. XC90 is plug-in. XC40 is uh, plug-in hybrid. XC40 is full battery electric, also plug-in, but mm. uh, uh, but there's no there's no internal combustion engine in there. So ultimately, um, recharge means it's a plug-in. It's a, with a cord. It's with a cord. Whether it's a smaller battery with an ice engine, yeah, or a full electric one, but it's got a cord that you plug in. Okay, the more you know. Exactly. Are the XC90 rechargers still available in South Africa? They are. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, do you know how many how many Volvo sold? The plug-in hybrids. Yeah. Um, I know we have a very high segment share, so at the moment there's not that much competition. Um, I would say we're probably 75 of the plug-in hybrid segment. Oh wow. Size. Okay. Yeah. And it hasn't um, been that long because I mean when we when this car came out was mid last year. Well, the AC40. No, no, the 90. Oh, the 90. 16, 17. Mm. Uh, the recharge. Yeah. Well, it wasn't called the recharge, but it was yes. the plug-in hybrid. Plug-in yeah. hybrid. Okay. And then, uh, um, tell us about your Volvo Care package because uh, you have a Volvo Care package that is taken as an optional extra. No, that comes with the car. Okay. So any electric car, which is right now the XC40, comes yeah. with the Volvo Care package, um, and that includes obviously the normal five-year, hundred kilometer warranty that any car comes with and, and the service plan. But then it's got three years of comprehensive insurance. Uh, fully covered. It also has the comes with a, a home charger with all the cables, the public cable as well. Yeah. I think what's unusual is that it also comes with a three-year, two-week-a-year rental of an ice car. Uh, if you want to go on holiday to say the bush, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you know, we know that the range of anxiety is there. We know that the infrastructure is not covering the whole country yet. So just to give that peace of mind for two weeks a year, you'll be able to get a car delivered to the dealership of your choice. You go on holiday, you come back, you take your car back. And, uh, and that, is a, that is a used car, I'm assuming, that you, you get the use of. I mean, yeah, or some, a demo. Some or? people, they'll be fortunate enough to get the first one. Okay. Obviously, if there's two customers, one after the other, then it will be handed down. Have you had instances of that in South Africa yet? Um, we've just started delivering these cars in January, okay. so it will take a while. Take a while to get there. I mean, we did yeah. speak about this. We touched on it last we time. We did briefly, yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't understand that. What the car wasn't out yet, so we didn't really get context of you know if people are actually using it yet. Yeah. We got very good feedback on that option. So whether customers use it or not, we don't know. Yeah. But I think that just gives them some peace of mind that if we want to go to Durban, for example, we'll probably take our own car because there are these charging stations. Yes. But if we go north or towards um, Uppington, where there might not be some charging stations, mm. then they have that option. The care package. So, so in terms of insurance under the care package, you say that it's you know so, so do you purchase that right up front? Well, when you buy the car, it's included. Included in the yeah. okay, okay. So, uh, so you don't have to worry about insurance for three years right. of uh, of the car's life, which is, I think, it's amazing. I mean, if you yeah. think about that, average insurance is over a thousand rand a month. I mean, um, yeah, sure. I think my insurance on my EV is, I think it's about or just on two thousand rand a month, oh, uh, yeah. something like that. So that's um, twenty four forty eight. You know, it's like you you saving, saving like sixty good. odd thousand rand. Yeah. Uh, in insurance. And it depends on who the driver is. Yes, exactly. Before, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. So what's, how much is the XC40 going for? It's 1.2 million. Okay. Um, so 1.2 million. Yeah, so it's not from 1.2 million. Uh, um, okay, that's interesting because, because you know, a lot of OEMs' base prices mm -hmm. don't include optional extras. 
there isn't really. You, know, you can choose the color, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can choose the upholstery, but you know, there's no change in price. Yeah. 1.2 million, all-inclusive, um, choose the color, and then the care package is included in that. We had, um, I think it was the Audi e-tron in here, which was almost double the price. Um, but the range wasn't as much, so this is good value, in my opinion, um, in terms of some of the other vehicles. You know, we were one of the first ones, I think, to, to announce the prices. You know, there were one or two other cars available. Yeah. Um, we had a look. We think it's, it's well positioned. Um, yeah. I think it shows with the orders we've been taking. So you know, we're happy with it. The customers are happy. It's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win-win, exactly. So, so is Volvo planning on um, introducing any other EVs in the future? Yes. Which ones? <laughs> and when? <laughs> Just yes. So this is the first one. There will be a XC40 with a, a smaller engine being introduced later on in the year, towards the second half of the year. And then I think we've seen the C40. That's, that's no secret. Uh, that will come towards the end of the year. Okay, okay. So, uh, so it sounds like there'll be about three introduced this in this year. Um, and uh, any kind of uh, um, idea of what the kind of total lineup might be in terms of volume of... Um, well, we said that we will release a new electric car at least one, one or two every year. Okay. So mm. for South Africa, it will be three this year. Yes. This one was, was delayed. And then 2023, 24, 25, there'll be at least two new cars globally. So we'll get them maybe six months after that. Okay. And then, I mean, following on from that, uh, um, you know, Wanda, you were telling me that Volvo's ambition is, is that around 50% of their cars um, will be pure electric by 2025. Mm-hmm. And the other 50% hybrids, now let's just define hybrids. Um, you know, hybrids are plug-in hybrids. They're also hybrids that mainly use petrol engine that are assisted by electric. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't confuse hybrids between there's like, there's quite a f- range of hybrids, right? Types, yeah. You know, um, tell us about that, that, that EV future with 50% um, being EV battery electric. Yeah, so globally, we, we're aiming for 50% by 2025 and 100% by 2030 to be fully electric by the end of the, of the decade. It will vary country by country. So obviously South Africa will not be 50% by 2025. Yeah. Um, and we don't know what the future is going to be of electric in South Africa. Um, I think it's starting off very slowly. Yeah. But if you look at the last six months even, I think it's, 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 it's escalating us, quite, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. it's, done, uh, it's done quite well. Um, you know, so, uh, um, so, so new versus used. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> OEMs put new cars out in the market and um, uh, those eventually become used cars. Um, how important is used cars for Volvo South Africa? I think it's very important. Um, there used to be a saying, the next best thing to a new Volvo is a used Volvo. So for some <laughs> customers, it is an entry level into the Volvo family. Yes. Um, and if you don't have a good, solid program of the used cars, I think eventually you're going to struggle to sell new cars. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, they'll want drive a new Volvo every two or three years, but they have to do something with the old one. Of course. they're not happy with the value that they're getting. So um, we look after the, the used car business quite a lot and you know, there's dealers who participate in the programs with the select program. Um, so it's very important. So tell us about that uh, Volvo select program. You know, how does it work? What, is it, uh, what does it do for the consumer? Essentially for the buyer of the car, um, the car goes through a number of checks and mm. you know, besides the software being upgraded, there's you know, quality checks. So I think it does give a peace of mind to the customer that if they buy a used car from Volvo, there's a certain amount of checks that's been done on the car. And yeah, you know, we've got access to the history of the car, which then we can you know, share with the customer. So rather than buying it from somebody that's unknown, um, 
I think that's so you're still getting a full Volvo experience. It's not like some sort of okay, that's wonderful. Let's kind of talk about the elephant in the room that everybody is, I think, misinformed by, and that is this this concept of load shedding. What is load shedding? It's not concepts. I mean, it's a, it's a real real phenomenon in South Africa. It does happen, um, but how does it impact? I don't know who came up with the name, but it's dumb. <laughs> what would you call it if you had an opportunity to call? You know, I think blackout is not so not yeah, so popular. Yeah, I think yeah. load shedding probably sounds better. Yeah, it does. It sounds politically correct, load shedding. But, I mean, uh, yeah, it makes sense. It makes no, no, sense. I mean, I suppose it makes sense. I'm just, uh, I'm just <laughs> anecdotally, uh, you know, it's just. But what does it mean for EV owners? How does it, I mean, what does it mean to the rest of the world when you tell anybody from any other country yeah. that we have load shedding? Like, huh? I've had that conversation many times with people from outside and. It's very hard to explain. Yes. Controlled blackouts, I think. The yes. So uh, there we go. That's probably yeah. the more technical term rather than load shedding. What is load? Controlled blackouts. And those don't happen like every day. So. Uh, but there's, there's countries around the world that have controlled blackouts. And so we're not the only ones. Uh, you know, there's some countries with non-controlled. And even the USA had it in California. Yeah. That was out for a number of weeks. So we, we're not unique. I think we're unique in how long it's been carried on for yeah. and how often it comes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it was, was it um, Uganda? That had a blackout not so long ago. Yeah, and it was in Picasso, yeah. I believe, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how true this is, but I believe that if if we don't have controlled blackouts or load shedding, mm. that if the country has an uncontrolled blackout... It's going to go down for a while. Yes, because you can't just switch the switches up. Yeah. Apparently the the yeah. system can't... You, there's, a, there's a particular kind of protocol and order in which you have to do this. Um, and uh, you can cause major damage to the grid. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that you need extra capacity, mm. and we don't have capacity from our neighbors because we're supplying the neighbors as well. Yes. So we can't borrow from them. Mm. And you need that, you know, almost like kickstarting battery. You need yes. extra power to, to get it started. Yeah. Mm. So hence load shedding or controlled blackouts. Controlled blackouts. So, so I mean, we, 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 I suppose we, we got, we're going off on a tangent. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, from, from Volvo's point of view, how do you see – Load shedding, the grid problems, the infrastructure issues, um, when it comes to electric vehicles and electric cars, because, because it's the first question anybody ever asks me. Mm. Um, you know, I'll look at someone and they'll see me in an EV for the first time. And one of the first questions is, what about load shedding? Yeah. How do you charge during load shedding? Yeah. I think, yeah, it's a couple of issues. The first thing, load shedding, yeah, it is a consideration, but it's very easy to, to overcome that. Your load shedding is for two or three hours in the in the day yeah. on some days. So even if it's continuous load shedding, not every suburb gets hits, gets hits every day. Yeah. So if you're going to charge at night, um, it might take let's say four hours to charge. So if you have load shedding, include two hours, and if you happen to have load shedding at night, two hours interruption, two hours. So I don't think that's a, a real issue when it comes to that. The grid infrastructure, I think, is more of a concern um, where. You know, even now at petrol stations, we might not be able to have more than two or three two charge people, points yeah. because the current infrastructure, and that's just for, for ESCOM or if there's a new entity coming in to upgrade the cables and the infrastructure. Yeah. I think that will happen yeah. as we move into the EV future. But you know, right now there are at least two uh, charging points at most of the points that we discussed every 200 kilometers. Yes. And they're managing. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never had an issue. I've never I've never stopped at a charging point. Have you had to like wait for someone to finish? No, we don't so have enough EVs. I saw somebody's tweet, uh, one of the journalists recently, that um, yeah, posted a picture because both of <coughs> them were taken. <coughs> and yeah. I think he was driving EV, 
yeah, it will happen, but then shopping centers will have more and more points. Yes. Yeah. When there's demand, there will be supply. There will be supply, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so people, load shedding is not an issue. Infrastructure, different story, but infrastructure is managing at the moment. I mean, fastest charger in South Africa, I think, is the one at near to Fentersburg. Yeah. Um, it's 80 kilowatts. Um, and that's, that's charging on average to full? How long would you say? Well, I mean, this car would charge in about an hour. Well, I think not to 80. Well, I think the, the common thing is 10 to 80. That would be an hour, maybe just under that. Yes. Once you get into the you know, 85 to 100%, that will take a long time. Okay. But 10%, you'll never be zero because you have to get there, right? Yeah. And you'll never free will down. So <laughs> it's a 10% to 80% with that kind of charger, you know, Maybe an hour. Yeah. But then depending where you need to go, maybe you only need 15, 20 minutes of the fast, fast charger. I think that's some, that's a misconception. The, um, the fact that you need to charge to a hundred percent because what I've learned in driving an EV every day is that there's a law of diminishing returns when it comes to, if you look at the charge curve, mm-hmm. it drops sharply after about 40, 50%. It starts to drop off. When you get to 80, 90%, your car's actually charging slower than what it was at the beginning. And the car manages that. It's not the, 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 the charge point that manages it. So, so I always say, and now I'm used to my EV. So, uh, uh, so if I go on a long trip, I'm, I will charge to get to the next charge point. I won't charge to 100%. The first time I did it, it was a problem because you kind of, your head just can't get around this. Um, but if you charge to 80%, you're actually going to charge faster at each charge point than what you would if you charge to 100%. So essentially, Charging from zero to ten is quicker than charging from ninety to hundred. Yes, yes. If you look at the, it's the not curve. like a a constant. Exactly. Yeah, and also if you're charging at home and you have ten hours at night, yeah, you, know, you just put it in charge. It doesn't matter, you know, how fast you're going to charge. Yeah, you want it to be charged in the morning. Yes. Whether it finishes at six in the morning or at midnight, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah. 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 So then you'll charge it to ninety percent. I think the most efficient is ninety percent in terms of battery life. But if you're going on a long trip, you charge it to hundred percent. If you just if you know you're only twenty percent. Charge it to 90. Yeah. Then you don't care how long it takes. Mm. When you get home, plug it in again. And whether you use 10% or 50%, it will just charge it back up. Yeah. So, Regions, I see. I mean, you've been driving the car now for about a week. Have you experienced this idea of range anxiety? Is it, is it like a real you, thing? When you climb into the car, you know, even though it's 100%, yeah. because of this notion of, you know, you can't just pull up and charge or fill up quickly. Yeah. Uh, you, you watch the. the you watch. Yeah. Drop it, but. You know, we discussed it before the show. Uh, for whatever reason, the car wasn't charged fully. Uh, it wasn't charged at all um, there before. So when I took it home, it was 41% or 42%. Yeah. I went home, came back to the office, it was 21%. You know? And as long as you know, and you get a range find as well. Yeah. So it's not just the percentage. You get told how many kilometers there are. Um, I think you get used to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. You definitely do get used to it. Think, so. you know, what I was going to say is that with a normal ice car, when it's empty, you go fill it up. Mm. With a battery car, you fill up when you get home. Mm. If it's 60%, charge it. You just charge it, yeah. yeah. It's not like you wait for your phone to die before you start charging exactly. it. Exactly. That's very true. Yeah. Very true. So we're almost out of time, and, uh, and, and, and that's been fun. So, uh, so Greg, any final thoughts? Uh, you know, what, what, is, what is in Volvo's future that, um, that you, you can share with us? Um, you know, and any, any kind of final things you want to leave with consumers that uh, want to consider Volvo or even the XC40 uh, recharge? Yeah, I think yeah, for sure the EV is the future. Um, the adaptation in South Africa will probably take longer than the rest of the world, but in the premium segment, I think that will happen a lot sooner than what we were anticipating mm. six months ago. Yeah. Um, and if I look at the demand for the car, 
Um, the first 15 were sold out within a couple of days, and as we got more and more allocation, also they went very quickly. Um, I think there's a real demand for those cars, and yeah, I think it will happen. It's very exciting. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Any final thoughts there, Wendy? No, I'm just really excited to see uh, what happens next. I want to see some of the smaller Volvos as well, so I'm going to hold you to it, Greg. I want to see some smaller EVs that you know everyone can get. They'll be coming through. That's been epic, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Greg Maraszewski, uh, CEO of Volvo South Africa, and as usual, Wendile Sishi, and I've been, I am, George Mini. <laughs> it was nice to talk to you. Thank you.